Hello and welcome back to Optimistically Salty. My name is Tracy and today we're going to talk about books. <laughs> Again, shocking, I know. We're going to do a little field trip back in time and a little bit of what's coming up next and a brief pause on where I'm at right now. So welcome back. Enjoy. All right. I'm realizing that I might have a problem with this, so I'm acknowledging out loud so that hopefully I will continue to work on it. But I've noticed recently, and perhaps this is kind of a unfolding thing, I started to listen to people more to understand them and not necessarily to have a give and take conversation, but to just really let them get out what they need to get out because I've noticed in myself that as I talk through what I think is going on, I start to really understand myself better and I start to look at the maybe problem in my life differently and that the like continuing to talk it out helps me to get through the layers of what's going on. And when you're a person who's sitting and listening to understand, you know, you're hearing what the person is saying at you but you're also able to see that person in a stripped down way. You can see their insecurities, you can see their strengths, you can see their potential, you can see what they try to hide behind so clearly when you actually stop to have that connection with them. And I think this is both good and bad. I'm For me, when I have these conversations, I usually end up leaving the conversation feeling pretty, you know, like my my cup runneth over. I'm usually feeling excited for the person because I've learned how to be there and be connected without taking on other people's feelings and problems anymore. When I was younger, I think I used to just like grab hold of their feelings and almost try to embody them for them. And I would leave a conversation feeling drained and exhausted. Where now, when I'm listening to understand and I am feeling that empathy where I'm like, you know what, this sucks and I'm going to sit here with you while you talk through it and I'm not trying to silver line their problems and I'm not trying to fix their problems. I'm just sitting and listening and trying to help navigate them through their own thoughts a little bit. I've had a friend of mine ask if I was planning on becoming a therapist at some point because of the conversation we were having, and that's silly to me, but at the same time, perhaps that's what happens when you're in a connected relationship and you actually start to listen to understand, and if we had more of those connections in our life, imagine how we could grow. So... I have been watching shows and reading books and listening to books because you know I love my audiobooks and just thinking about the life that I want to live. I've been using a lot of visualization and just kind of trying to align myself with my goals for the year and I know one of the big things was that I really wanted my children to feel a connection and a love from me that I might not naturally give, that I needed to kind of fix something in myself that allowed me to be vulnerable with them 
and allowed me to really connect with them on a different level. And as I've been watching shows, of course, I found the Tidying Up show on Netflix, which I've already read her book, and I was familiar with the idea of what sparks joy in your life. If you've not watched the Tidy Up show, do it. (laughs) But I was starting to kind of dabble into that several years ago when I read the book. I cleaned out my clothes and she has a very specific order in which you go through your house. Like you go through your clothes first and you go, I can't even remember the order, which I probably should have looked up prior to recording. But as you work through, it's um, like your books are another thing you go through and you go through your paperwork and you go through um, like all the other rooms of your house where you're doing like your kitchen and your bathrooms and just kind of wheedling your way through the garage, like all the areas of your life. And you're going through and you're asking yourself, you know, do these things spark joy? And the whole, you know, joke behind the spark joy though, is that you're really surrounding yourself with things that enrich your life. Things that make you sparkle. And I don't want to sound cheesy, but If you have those things in your life, you know what I mean. If there's a shirt that whenever you put it on, you just feel alive. Or if there's, I don't, for me, this sounds really silly, but I have these like stemless wine glasses. And even if I'm just drinking like Perrier out of these glasses, when I'm drinking them, I feel like I'm taking better care of myself. And as silly as that sounds, like just having things that you enjoy in your life and getting rid of the clutter so you don't use the things that are not helping you to feel that way. It's just kind of one of those other things that like starts to ooze into the other areas of your life. With my coaching, nutrition coaching, that group that I'm participating in, sorry, allow me to stumble over my words a few more times. We're talking about mindful eating. For the past two weeks, I've been working on the habit of slowing down my eating, putting down my fork in between my bites of food, drinking a sip of water, engaging in conversation, and just kind of taking your time to slow down in this world. And I think, you know, these things are kind of coming up in my life at just the right time where I'm starting to really think about family time and dinner time and I'm starting to really look at my lifestyle and my choices and question them instead of just assuming that everything is fine. So I've started tidying my house again and the thing is that on the show they do it in one month. In the book she says that it can take up to a year to do an official tidy of your whole house and life. And I think with kids, it takes even longer because you're trying to kind of teach them how to understand what that feels like, that joy. And as I'm going through, I had recently done like a huge clean out of my closet. I've talked about it on the podcast. I still have things to go through. So I'm going to do that again and just start my way from the beginning. I'm going to re-listen to the book because I have it on audio, um, on Audible. And I'm going to just work my way through my house. This past weekend, I cleaned out my kitchen. And it's interesting. I mean, these little things like a potato peeler that I have two of and one that is awful. It doesn't work, but it was part of a set that my dad gave me. And so I kept it for years. (laughs) 
I never used it. It was in a drawer. And there are so many people in my life who shall remain nameless that are like, well, if I have the space, then why not just keep it? And for me, and kind of this idea of minimalism, the idea of not having another thing to take care of. If I decide to move and I have to pack up a bunch of stuff that I don't use, I don't like, or I don't need, I'm going to be probably really frustrated with myself. And there's something to be said, you know, we talk a lot about self-care and how we talk to ourselves and how we treat ourselves. There's something really amazing that happens when you start dressing yourself in clothes that you genuinely like and using the fancy glasses that really just make you feel like you're enjoying your life. It's something so small and so simple, but it just changes my attitude constantly. And with the visualization and thinking about the progress that I want to make, and I'm starting to look more at like where I want to be in five years as well as where I want to be in a year. And it's amazing to me just kind of this attitude transformation that's happened and the way that I'm enjoying little things in my life now. If I sit down and the cat sits on my lap before, it was probably like, well, I've got stuff to do. And now I'm like, well, I'm going to take a minute and connect with my little cat. (laughs) And I'm going to enjoy this moment and be present for it instead of picking up my phone and scrolling or something like that. So I'm going to go back and reread the tidying book. And I'm going to go through that process. I am also in the process of paying off debt. I have been a debt-free person a few times in my life. And yet for some reason, the habit has not ever stuck. I'm pretty good at, oh, we've got a project to do. Let's get it done. But in the past year was when I really noticed that I'm able to not just, okay, let's get the project done. But I really started to get a firmer standing in consistency. And understanding that it's not just a question of can you do it one time. It's a question of can you live the rest of your life in a different way. And I wish I had picked it up sooner. But we're all different people and we figure out our stuff at different times. And I now realize that everything, it just happens when it's supposed to happen. Nobody could teach me the lesson. I had to figure it out for myself. And... That's okay. It's not perfect. And it probably never will be. But I have goals for myself again. And I really want to start just putting one foot in front of the other to really get where I'm aiming to be. The other book that I'm going to go back to again is Seven Habits for Highly Effective People. This is one of those books that it really took me a long time to read, actually. I have the copy of the book and it sits on my nightstand all the time because I'm either in the process of reading it or thinking to myself, I need to start it again. It's one of those books that I will read a chapter and I will just mull it over for like a week before I feel like I'm ready to move on. I really want the words and ideas to become a part of who I am and Accepting that information and deciding how I play that out in my life just takes time. So that book is coming back into my life again. I'm currently reading the Misty Copeland book and she is an African-American ballerina and it's just the story of her life and how she got into ballet and kind of the backstory of her relationships and who she was. 
and I've really enjoyed this book. I think I might be on kind of a trend of reading about athletes because their dedication and their understanding of priorities is really on par with something that I feel in my life. I am not an athlete right now, but I'm training like one. I'm starting to run my life like one. I'm starting to recognize that I need to go to bed by 8.30 because I work really hard and I need to eat well because my body needs to be fueled to get through my workouts. And I recognize that I'm spending enough time working on jiu-jitsu and my fitness and now I'm going to be going in and doing yoga that my life is going to be physically demanding and I need to make sure that I'm taking care of that. I recently just finished watching the Matt Fraser documentary, which is on YouTube. He's um, the fittest man in 2018, 2017, 2016, the second fittest man in 2015 and 2014. But he talks about the mental side of things and how he can look back and recognize when he was applying himself and when he was kind of coasting in life. And... I've started to pick up momentum with my mindset change and I look at my schedule every day and I'm like, wow, I'm spending four hours in the day in the gym most days. Obviously, this is important to me. Obviously, I have no idea where it's going to go. This is a very male-dominated sport. I don't know if I will get to a place where I'm competing on a different level. I am older It's trickier to find competitors as a woman anyways, let alone in my age bracket, let alone in my belt group and my weight class. (laughs) There's a lot of things that kind of add up to being a little bit of a problem, but I still have the desire to pursue it. I still have the desire to see what's going to come from it and advance with it and seek joy from it. I finished my David Goggins book and anyone who doesn't mind a, you know, decent potty mouth, I definitely recommend checking out his book, Can't Hurt Me. It's just such an amazing premise about how he changed his mindset. It talks a lot about his ups and downs, how, you know, he felt like he'd overcome so much and then he'll get pulled back into his old mindset. And, you know, we all struggle with that. And, I think for a long time I thought, well, if I read motivational quotes, that will get me off my butt and living the life I want to lead. And it turns out action is the only thing. So realizing that scrolling through Instagram first thing in the morning and reading these quotes doesn't start my life off right, but action does. I do the five-second journal because that starts me moving into my day right. I leave my phone off for the first two hours of my day because that starts my day off right in the right action. There's like these little habits that I'm doing to just recognize that action is more important. And the big thing that I started off today's podcast with, the big thing that's been bugging me when I'm listening well, when I'm trying to figure out my life, all this stuff is going on is excuses. And I have been in this place in the past. I know that when I 
feel an excuse about to come out of my mouth, I don't even want to let it out because it bothers me so much to be making excuses. And it bothers me even more to hear them. And there's that rule, you know, when something about somebody else bothers you that it's probably something in yourself that you need to work on, (laughs) which of course none of us want to admit. But I've been hiding behind a lot of excuses for a really long time. And there are certain things that you have to accept as a human being. You're not in control of other people or their decisions, but you are in control of yourself. And how do you move forward with that? And I was listening to a coach speak to our class at one point and just listening to excuse after excuse after excuse. And it really just started to make me feel less respectful, but I also used my listening to understand. And I was like, okay, this is a very vulnerable person who doesn't want to admit vulnerability. And I started to talk to a friend and listening to what people think of themselves, the rules that they put on themselves, the excuses they use to make those rules okay made me really realize that I probably needed to look inward a little bit. (laughs) Made me realize that I am still a work in progress and I do have the tools available to me to really turn my life around, but I have to be willing to continuously make an ass of myself and recognize the stuff that I'm doing. (sighs) Liss, I, I wish for all of us to be able to be vulnerable enough and honest enough with ourselves to recognize these things and to want to change them, but even more importantly, to take action to change them. So in closing... Books read past are coming back, finished some books. On that note, if you have any books that you would recommend to me, shoot me a message on Instagram. My name is Trace M. Thompson on Instagram. Um, that's T-R-A-C-E-M Thompson, all one slurred together word. Um, I would love to hear your recommendations. I'm getting ready to purge my books because that's what comes after clothes. So um You might want to check out the local Goodwill if you're looking for a bunch of my books. Otherwise, um, thank you guys again for listening. And I'm still working on an official sign-off. I feel like stay salty is pretty much (laughs) my, my thing. Stay salty, friends. Stay salty. But I also was thinking back to my very first episode where I kind of explained optimistically salty and where it comes from for me. And... I'm a pretty optimistic person. I kind of bounce back pretty quickly from things that get me down. I'm always kind of, especially these days, like giving people the benefit of the doubt and trying to just recognize that my peace and my joy are worth more than getting caught up in everything that's going on in life. And salty has just been my thing for a while. And it's funny, I think like, you know, salty as like attitude has come out as being pretty popular. But for me, salty means so much more than that. Although I am a little sassy sometimes. It's that like, honest salt of the earth. Um, It's so much more grounding to me, and not just the sass. So salty has been kind of an all encompassing (laughs) word that I felt described me. 
So stay salty, my friends, and optimistic. Bye.